0: And I'm Scott, and, and we, we are fired up ready to podcast.
1: Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Ain't that the truth this week, ladies and gentlemen? This has been a hard week to be a woman in this Trump's world, in this world of all white Republican men on the Judiciary Committee.
0: It ain't been pretty.
1: It ain't been pretty. And we'll get to all the reasons why in this episode 10 of our podcast. But first, our quiz. A quiz.
0: Question one is a multiple choice. Today, Rod Rosenstein was rumored to have, A, been accused of sexual harassment, B, offered his resignation to Cabinet Secretary John Kelly, or C, been seen dining with Kellyanne Conway.
1: (laughs) That was so surprising. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. I think a partial answer was just revealed. Question number two. True or false? Just like in Puerto Rico, uh, Trump threw paper towels into the crowd in North Carolina during his visit there after Hurricane Florence. Question
0: three Donald Trump ordered that which of the following be declassified A, the Steele dossier, B, his own tax returns, or C, details surrounding a secret surveillance
1: warrant. Question 4. Republicans are saying these accusations against against Brett Kavanaugh are politically motivated to smear him. The percentage of all rape and related sex charges determined to be false by studies are A. 60% B. 20% or C. 2% Question 5. Is it true or
0: false? Michael Cohen was back in the news this week for having defended his former boss to Robert Mueller in hopes of getting a pardon. And And that's
1: our quiz. On to the show. And now, domestic Trump troubles. The New York Times reports, Touring storm damage in the Carolinas... Trump follows his own script. Oh, boy. President Trump gazed in wonder on Wednesday at an elegant yacht that had been washed ashore during Hurricane Florence and lay shipwrecked against the back deck of a red brick house. Is this your boat? Trump asked the homeowner. The man shook his head no. Trump grinned and replied, at least you got a nice boat out of the deal. Ba-dum-tsh. Whereas other presidents have treated natural disaster events as dignified, even grave affairs, Mr. Trump instead has deployed sardonic humor. Vanity, Vanity Fair reports... The president kicked his visit off by inquiring about his Trump National Golf Club in the region. How is Lake Norman doing, he asked an official. When he found out it was fine, he responded, I love that area. I can't tell you why, but I love that area. And then, as he helped distribute box lunches to people who had waited over an hour to collect the meal, he said, got it? Have a great time. Amazingly, this is not the first disaster where he used this line. He urged Maria victims to, quote, have a good time after throwing paper towels at them and had said the same thing while visiting Houstonians after Harvey. I guess at least the people of North Carolina didn't get paper towels thrown at them.
0: Details of this story were sourced from Vox. Rod Rosenstein is in hot water with the White House after it was disclosed to the New York Times that he had suggested, soon after his appointment as Deputy Attorney General, that conversations with Donald Trump should be recorded and that preparations should be made to remove him from the office via the 25th Amendment. Mr. Rosenstein disputes the report, but we are trained only to believe disputes to charges of sexual assault, so he must be guilty. At best for Mr. Rosenstein, it was suggested by another in the room where it happened that his comments were sarcastic and made in jest. But again, the only government official allowed to speak his mind and expects his words to reflect the person and not the office he holds is the current so-called president himself. Of course, what is at stake here is the safety of Robert Mueller's special investigation into potential collusion between Trump's election campaign and Russia to influence the 2016 election. If Rosenstein were to resign or to be fired, the president could fill his post with a replacement hostile to the investigation who could then fire Mueller or at least throw up roadblocks to his investigation so that it would not be able to continue unimpeded. Congress could protect the investigation through legislation, but that is highly unlikely given the Trump loyalist majorities in both houses. Many surrounding the president are cautioning him not to take action against Rosenstein prior to November's election in order to avoid both unforeseen outcomes and an inevitable blue wave fueling backlash. The Twitterverse and other social media outlets this morning were aflame with rumors, from Rosenstein giving a verbal resignation to John Kelly at the White House to him refusing to resign, thus forcing to, Trump to fire him. At the end of the day, what is known is that Rosenstein is still in his job and is scheduled to have a chat with Mr. Trump this coming <laughs> Thursday after the latter has returned from New York, where he's currently in session with the United Nations. And And... That's the same day we're supposed to have the testimony of Dr. Ford and Brett Kavanaugh regarding the former's accusation to the SCOTUS nominee of sexual assault. Lordy, take the day off, people, and grab the popcorn.
1: Oh, boy. I'm not sure you should be having such a a vim and vigor about this poor woman having to testify about uh her accusation.
0: I am looking forward to John to Brett Kavanaugh and his ilk who are the self-declared masters of the universe universe to be laid low. That I is what I'm looking forward to.
1: Got it. The New York Times reports Christine Blasey Ford reaches deal to testify at Kavanaugh hearing. Dr. Blasey Ford has reached a final agreement with committee representatives to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Thursday. It will be open to the public. She will testify first. Kavanaugh will not be in the room when she testifies. And there will be enhanced security for Dr. Blasey, who has received death threats. Republicans have repeatedly rebuffed Dr. Blasey's request to subpoena Mark Judge, who she claims was also in the room during the assault. Mr. Judge has said he knows of no such incident. Uh, Republicans have also denied her request to have the FBI investigate the incident. They also refused to allow other witnesses to testify. It is still not determined whether the Republican senators will question her themselves or have a female lawyer or committee aide do the job. CNN reports yesterday, the New Yorker reporters Ronan Farrow and Jane Mayer reported a second woman is accusing Brett Kavanaugh of inappropriate sexual behavior. The woman, Deborah Ramirez, attended Yale with Kavanaugh. She was at first hesitant to speak publicly because her memories contained gaps because she had been drinking. But after six days of carefully assessing and consulting with her attorney, she said she felt confident enough to say that she remembers Kavanaugh had exposed himself at a drunken dormitory party, thrust his penis in her face, and caused her to touch it without her consent as she pushed him away.
0: That's disgusting.
1: She remembered another male student shouting, Brett Kavanaugh just put his penis in Debbie's face as he ran down the hall. A classmate of Ramirez said another student told him about the incident, either the night of the party or in the next day or two. The classmate said he is 100% sure that he was told at the time Kavanaugh was the student who exposed himself to Ramirez. He independently recalled many of the same details offered by Ramirez, including that a male student had encouraged Kavanaugh as he exposed himself. He said, I've known this all along. It's been on my mind all these years when his name came up. It was a big deal, Wow. He recalled Kavanaugh as relatively shy until he drank, at which point Kavanaugh would become, quote, aggressive and even belligerent, unquote. Another classmate recalled overhearing a female student tearfully recounting to another student an incident with a gag of a fake penis, followed by a male student exposing himself, but was not certain of the female's identity. Ramirez also told her mother and sister about an upsetting incident at the time, but did not describe the details due to embarrassment. Now, uh, Ramirez has also called for the FBI to investigate the incident. The White House spokesperson has replied saying, quote, this uncorroborated claim is the latest in a coordinated smear campaign by the Democrats Designed to tear down a good man, unquote. Oh, boy. Yeah. The president was fairly quiet about Dr. Blasey Ford earlier in the week uh, in terms of how he's reacting to all of this. But on Friday, he tweeted, this is about Dr. Blasey Ford, the first accusation. Right. Quote, No doubt that if the attack on Dr. Ford was as bad as she says, charges would have been immediately filed with local law enforcement authorities by either her or her loving parents, unquote. And then he said today, Judge Kavanaugh is an outstanding person, and I am with him all the way. I think it could be... Chance that this could be one of the most unfair, unjust things to a candidate running for anything. And he also said, uh, for people to come out of the woodwork from 36 years ago and 30 years ago and never mention it, all of a sudden it happens. In my opinion, it's totally political, unquote. Politico reports that Senator Lindsey Graham said Sunday that the testimony of Dr. Blasey Ford wasn't, wouldn't change his mind, no matter what she says. Quote, what am I supposed to do? Go ahead and ruin this guy's life based on an accusation? Unquote. On Monday, he ripped Democrats for engaging in a, quote, wholesale character assassination. This is from The Hill today. Mitch McConnell said the Democrats are trying to, quote, smear Kavanaugh, and he argued that their tactics are despicable. He said Judge Kavanaugh will be voted on. This fine nominee to the Supreme Court will receive a vote in the Senate, Wow. unquote. And the Republican representative, Ralph Norman, made a joke last week saying, Did y'all hear about this latest uh, breaking news from the Kavanaugh hearings? Ruth Bader Ginsburg came out saying she was groped by Abraham Lincoln, unquote. Hardy, har, har. It has been a very hard week to be a woman. And uh, a person who in my job as a therapist has worked with many, many people who have had to deal with sexual abuse and assault. I have sat with people who are telling me about their victimization, and I am often the first person they have ever told, sometimes years and years after the incident. I am sometimes the only person they have ever or will ever tell. This is not unusual that these women didn't go to the authorities. So I wanted to talk about um, what I read in Vox. Uh, Sandra Newman reported in Vox about the article she had written on false rape accusations. She spent months reading, a few years ago, reading hundreds of accounts of false accusations. She said she became very familiar with what a false report tends to look like. And she is confident that Dr. Blasey Ford's allegations do not fit the profile. She says false accusations are in fact quite rare. Um, False rape accusations tend to be very dramatic and lurid stories is Mm -hmm. one of the things. Ford's allegations have none of this. This is not a story to earn sympathy. She alleges she was afraid Kavanaugh might kill her through drunken clumsiness, not savagery. Right. So she's not telling some, you know, wild tale here. Uh Uh, And then the other thing that she pointed out was that Ford does not fit the profile of somebody who makes false accusations. Um, Adults generally have either a criminal history or a mental illness known as fictitious disorder, these are the types of people who tend to make false allegations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've also heard someone who investigated sexual assault this week on one of the shows saying, he never heard a false accuser ask for an investigation. Only 2% of all rape and related sex charges are determined to be false. Wow. Uh, and um, the other thing about that, too, is that they said that uh, most accusations, most false accusations, occur right after the incident. Uh-huh. It's not usually years three, six, and six, years two, later. Right. Uh-huh. So that's another thing. Um, so, with this low, you know, with that low percentage, I'm saying to myself, isn't it remarkable that everyone Trump has defended? himself, Kavanaugh, Roy Moore, Mm -hmm. domestic abuser Rob Porter, that it's all the women making false claims. Right. Even though we now know the percentage of, of false claims is that low, is quite low. Yeah. So just the law of averages would suggest that some of these people must be telling the truth. It must be. But not according to Trump and all of his Republican... Uh, friends on the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee.
0: Wow. Well, that was an incredible report. Um, going back to this whole idea of the Republicans having a female pose questions to Dr. Blasey Ford, mm. something that has not really been discussed, which I think is you know going to be inevitable. Is should that come to pass, and should it not go well, then boy, did they have their scapegoat.
1: Oh, right. Right. You know, another woman to another be the woman, scapegoat. Another woman who, who did things who wrong. Didn't, who didn't do it right. Right.
0: Heaven, heaven uh. help that woman, if any is, you know, quite frankly, stupid enough to offer up to do that job. Um, another thing is to listen to these Republicans. Democrats must be such masters of conspiracy mm. that you would think that they would have a lock on all three branches of the government. Mm. But when you stop to consider it, who has a lock? on at least two branches of government, right. possibly a third. And asked and answered. Um, then the other thing that really struck out to me was, should reports by Trump's own accusers be believed if they were reported right away? Because Trump makes a big production over how these must be false accusations from these women who've sat on information for 30 or 36 years. Well, he has no shortage of his own accusers. uh uh-huh. And did they come out right away? I, I, know, I don't
1: know that they did. I think it was years later.
0: Okay, well, there, there's too many to track. and
1: There are too many to track. 17 women came forward to accuse Trump.
0: Right, so I, I maybe that won't be answered, but my, my question was, uh, you know, in under what circumstances is the woman to be believed?
1: Well, I, I don't think she's ever to be believed by these folks. Right. And that is the thing that I think is been so exhausting as a woman... Um, and as a therapist, to have sat with people who have been through this um, and to know how hard it is for them to talk about it and how long it takes them to talk about it uh, it's It's so painful to watch this dynamic going on. You would think that we would be further along than we were with anita Hill and although you know, they're sort of doing this careful dance of not coming out and and, and saying these are false accusations. But every, every, the whole tone of it is that this is not to be believed. We're going to—and pl- Mitch McConnell said, we are going to plow through this. Don't worry, folks. This mm-hmm. is a bump in the road that we're just going to get through, which says that there's not even a, a, any chance— that what she says is going to impact anybody or be considered to be a serious thing that maybe would give them pause. No, it's
0: patronizing. They're going to listen to her. They're going to listen. They can say that they listen to her. That's right. And then not be...
1: And then go right back to their agenda. Right. It's disgusting. And if there's not a reason to vote all all of these guys out, this is it. And now for your tweet of the week. Okay, the tweet of the week is actually two tweets of the week. One is a tweet from last week that one of our listeners had very kindly sent in, and she thought it should be the tweet of the week last week, but we didn't get to it. But it's really good, so I'll read it now. This is from Alan Levine in Florida, who tweeted, Mr. President, shut up! Any death, whether 1 or 3,000, is a tragedy. That doesn't mean you caused it, and it's not about you. Show compassion for the families. Learn what we can so future response can improve. Honestly.
0: Our second tweet of the week is from Senator Elizabeth Warren, who tweets, At Senate Majority Leader McConnell, at Real Donald Trump, and at Senate GOP are demonstrating why most sexual assault survivors never come forward. Dr. Ford is not a nuisance. She's certainly not a speed bump to, quote, plow over. She's a person, and it shouldn't be this difficult for the most powerful men in America to treat her with basic human
1: decency and respect. And now, what the hell is happening in the Russia investigation anyway?
0: This story was sourced from CNN. Last week, Donald Trump ordered the Department of Justice to declassify documents and text messages related to Russia in the name of transparency. Well, that set off a panic, because really, what is a week in this administration without a good panic, over the the increasing politicization of intelligence? Trump was adamant that the special investigation into collusion between his presidential campaign and Russia to influence the 2016 election is a, quote, terrible witch hunt, and it's hurt our country, and the things that have been found over the last couple of weeks about text messages back and forth are a disgrace to our nation. Oh, God. Oh, God, I love it when he is so specific, using words like things. (laughs) So, what did he order the Department of Justice and Director of National Intelligence to initiate the, quote, immediate declassification, unquote, of... Why, selective portions of the FISA application on former foreign policy aide Carter Page. You know, Carter Page.
1: Look at my hat. (laughs) 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 Uh,
0: Okay. Um, the, The application that started before Trump was president and of which Trump himself signed off on a continuance. In doing so, Trump doubled down on the assertion that there was no basis for the FISA warrant, even though Page's association with Russians had been known and tracked for years, Mm. and that it was simply using a counterterrorism tool to spy on a presidential campaign. He said, Really bad things were happening, but now they are being exposed. Big stuff. Oh, those words. (laughs) But then something started to happen... And it likely wasn't his being called out by adversaries like Senator Mark Warner for using declassification as a means to undermine the investigation or get back at his political enemies. No, something by the end of last week caused him to do an about-face and halt the call for declassification altogether. Perhaps it was, as Trump himself asserted by Friday, tweeting that the Department of Justice suggested it may have a, quote, perceived negative impact on the Russia probe. Unquote. Well, duh. (laughs) Thank heavens the Department of Justice told him that, though it's probably something Barron told him as well. (laughs) Trump also tweeted that, quote, key allies, who? North Korea? Called to ask not to release, unquote. Hmm. But while it was not suggested by anyone within the White House... Let's just put out there that perhaps declassification would have run the risk of further exposing some very unflattering aspects of Trump and the changes and the charges against his campaign. Again, just putting it out there.
1: Well, this story makes me angry because every commentator I heard talking about this said this is totally just Trump putting his own interests above. Whoa, that's it. Acorn landing on our house. Um, you know, putting uh, above the needs and the safety concerns of our country and of the people who, who are uh, undercover. This is, you know, putting people in danger right. to release sources and methods. That's right. And he doesn't care about that at all. No. It's not even a thought and to him. He still reserves the right. ...to declassify
0: if he wants to. Well, yeah, right. But, you know, he's taking the high road.
1: Oh, my God.
0: This story is sourced from CNN and ABC News. We learned last week from ABC News that Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, has spoken with Robert Mueller's team several times over the last month. And his several conversations—did I say several? Several— were held without his having the benefit or protection of a cooperation agreement— In fact, his own lawyer, Lanny Davis, praised him specifically for this aspect, tweeting, quote, good for at Michael Cohen 212 in providing critical information to the hashtag Mueller investigation without a cooperation agreement. No one should doubt his honesty, veracity or loyalty to his hashtag family and hashtag country over at POTUS at Real Donald Trump, end quote. Topics covered, according to the report by ABC, included Russia and the possibility of a pardon for Cohen. With no guarantee of leniency, however, Cohen is also cooperating with New York State's probe into the Trump Foundation and the Trump organizations, causing potentially sleepless nights for Don Jr., Eric, and Ivanka. Now Donald Trump's own lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, was careful to remind us all that, quote, Cohen is a professional deceiver, end quote. And since Trump always maintains that he hires only the best people, Cohen must certainly be a very good one indeed. Cohen, you recall, pled guilty to eight criminal counts this summer and named the man in the Oval Office as a conspirator, implicating him personally in campaign finance finance violations related to the payoffs of Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. His plea deal indicates he could spend three to five years in jail and his cooperation with the various probes are being done in the interest of his family. Because when push came to shove, Michael Cohen has more faith in Trump's prosecutors than in Trump himself for his own and his family's well-being. Good call, Michael. And now for your Action of the Week.
1: The action of the week this week is postcards. Now, we had our potluck this past Saturday, and we cranked out about 150 postcards. We were very busy writing out addresses and getting stamps. And then we went to see a great show that night called the Sexy Liberal Blue Wave Tour, uh, starring Stephanie Miller, who is a political talk show comedian on Sirius. And she had a great bunch of people at the show. And afterwards, in the lobby, there was a table. And it was Tom Steyer's Need to Impeach uh, group. And they were handing out packets of postcards. Um, and so they are wanting you to send these out to targeted congressional districts. But the good news is they're already pre-addressed and pre the postage is paid, and they give you directions on what to say, um, and it's an easy way to do postcards, and uh, I really recommend checking it out. There's 10
0: in a pack, and we grabbed a, a boatload of them, well, maybe not a small boatload of them, and the best part was we got them home, we opened up the first pack, and who was the second name listed in the, uh, in the pack but Janine herself
1: okay and so go to www.needtoimpeach.com slash note cards to get your own pack
0: and now for your inspirational quote of the week
1: Our first quote of the week is from Coretta Scott King, who said, Women, if the soul of the nation is to be saved, I believe that you must become its soul. Thank you, Ms.
0: King. Our second quote of the week is from Anita Hill, who said, I resent the idea that people would blame the messenger for the message rather than look at the content of the message itself. Thank you, Ms. Hill.
1: And that's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week and tell all your left-leaning but not very active friends about us.
0: This has been a Common Production.